Welcome to FMLFL. I'm Alon. This is Walsh. Let's kick off with some housekeeping. Please go ahead and give us a subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Follow on Twitter at FMLFL. Email and rate my team's other questions to FMLFL at gmail.com. Check our website, FMLFL.com. We have league info, links to our team, social media, store with stickers and ringtones. Also, maybe we'll try and post a few more times in this like fucked up schedule. Um, on our website, we also post lineup lamentations before every game week. We pick our starting 11s, captains, and more. Uh, shout out new top the FMLPL table, Ain't Gotta Kalu. Um, dropped 73 points this week. He's up to 89th overall world rank. So That's great. That's fucking amazing. Captain Lalana, insane. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's came off, sort of. Yeah, it kind of came Congrats. off. Yeah. And then lastly, just a PSA. Um, we will not be potting again until the new year, January 9th, probably Monday, January 9th, because the schedule is so fucked up. There's, there's no days off starting, uh, on Friday. So yeah, even if we potted on New Year's day, it just isn't enough time to listen and stuff before the tea time kickoff the next day on Monday. It's just not worth it. So we're going to just do, do a nice pod today and then come back after FA cup games, um, normal schedule in, uh, January. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a sad period of no potting, so we'll have to post more on the website or something. Yeah, but it's better than an international break of no potting because oh, there'll at least be games. There's a lot of games, a lot of action. A lot of games, a lot of action, a lot of action. Um, so how'd you do this week? Got a green arrow, uh, sixty nine points. Uh, yay, sixty nine points. Um, except I did not follow my own lineup shit and i captain alexis last minute off of hazard so i lost seven points there which was a big miff but um ibra and for kane came off and then i just got points everywhere i got van dick goal and baps today i got bobby firm finally paid back the patience hazard came in carol had, had a bunch of good scores and still have still without costa this week which is nice to be able to plug him back in against stoke who should be pretty shattered after that high uh, energy output against Liverpool but yeah 69 feels good despite the captain blank I'm up back up to 60k a little bit gaining back some ground that I lost the last month or so and uh, hopefully keep keep going how about you how'd you do beautiful yeah I went up I only got 63 points but I went up about the same amount as you because I'm lower ranked I went up like 30k um the, my only myth of the weekend is that like today alone from the Spurs Southampton game, I went down like forty k. I was up like scenic amounts before today, but I'll take thirty k all day. A little green arrow is always good. Um, mostly a fucking I don't know dick fuck. Captain's Laton, yeah, Laton captain, and then everyone else is pretty much a dick fuck. Except yeah, I got the I got the firm points. I got a Piet assist. I got a Carroll goal. I only had ten men. Because Ahmad, Alderwild, and Matip didn't play, and Costa suspended, and then Grant got me zero, so I kind of only had nine men. So I guess yeah. getting a green on nine men is fucking great. But it just says how much captaincy hitting yeah. does for you. I mean, you only had four returners in your whole team, but you hit captain big, and you basically got the same points as me. And I blanked on captain; I got returns everywhere. So. Everywhere, yeah. So um, I'm sneaking captain. by with captaincy tits and tots here and there, but my overall team doesn't <laughs> feel great. Um, Phil Jones, I was thinking more and watching a bit of highlights before he potted. Like he, they had it clean, locked up. Then the Barini worldy just stole it. I should have gotten some more points. 
Yeah, they just three nil. They got complacent. I think it was just one of those which happens sometimes when the game gets out of hand. If that was a one nil or even maybe two nil, they're maybe a little more focused in those dying embers of the game. It's they also just, let just it go. it's also just a half volley from outside of the box. Like, yeah, that's yeah. It doesn't yeah. usually happen, but yeah, you know, and Bobby felt felt amazing to come through, especially because the game started with Lalana goal, who's now. Higher ownership percentage, yeah. So it's just like, fuck, how much am I going to go down today? And then he titted, so that was good. And Max Bones. Yeah, Max Bones is huge for him. Um, That's the thing, though, looking at like Phil Jones, though, is this year I've kind of departed from previously when I would normally look for that cheapest nailed route into the defenses. But this year I've kind of been paying more for some attacking output, and it's been pretty good. I kind of like it more. Like If you had Valencia instead of Jones, at least you're – Still with an outside shot. Granted, he has no assist or whatever. Those kind of guys, you're paying more, but you still have something in the game. Yeah, they, buoys your yeah. points. Yeah, it's, or at least it's just similar hope. to having like a midfielder on corners or something. Pans, yeah. you'll get like the odd thing that you kind of don't deserve. Yeah, like Van Dyck today. I mean, they yeah, got exactly. destroyed, and because he scored the goal, he got two baps, and he sat he sat on eight points, which is an insanely massive scene from a defender. That's huge, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's know, a good paying call. For, paying for attacking output, especially with Holobos has gotten his share of attacking returns for us. It's been coming off for us this season. Yeah, I just think, as far as Jones goes, like, it's still it's the most savings. important thing is prioritizing clean sheets. Clean, yeah, That's like the reliable points output. But no, I totally feel you. I just, as you mentioned, like Valencia has no attacking returns and left back is who knows who's going to play left back every no, week. No, no. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, the you have Toby also and Matip. I mean, they have Those goals in them. Guys. Those are my fucking goal getters and they both yeah. fucking yeah, scratched. Virus and ankle death. Yeah, fucking death and death. All right, but overall, I think a lot of you know Zlatan was very highly capped, and I I overthought for sure. I was that was all regret all weekend after you were in the darkness after that Zlatan haul. Well, I, like <laughs> normally for captaincy, right? I've been playing it very safe this season. I've been going with kind of the highest percentage, whatever, and it hasn't really been working very well. And the one week I kind of really didn't even consider the highest percentage captain. I didn't really consider Zlatan at all. I was really between Hazard and Sanchez if there was someone else. And I was on Hazard, and then I don't know if it was just too much complacency over the weekend with no games, and I talked myself in a Hazard, but then I kept thinking about like every time I captain Hazard, it's a nightmare. Yeah, you even, you even wrote about that on li- in yeah. line of lamentations. Yeah, you're and like, I just, it's always bad. Yeah, And I kept thinking about that, and he had a couple, like he had a Rabona chance that almost went in, and he, he was really threatening. He had a few assists that he could have gotten that didn't happen, and he ended up scoring a pen and getting bones like he normally will do when he gets a return. But Alexis was all over the place. So he fucking yeah, hit the it wasn't bar. a bad cap. He no, could have had many goals. But the thing that was really frustrating is, I mean, I captain him assuming he's up top, and then, you know, fucking Walcott has some surprise niggle, so he'll probably be out for three months. And with Giroud starting up top, even though Alexis' stats were better than any other player in the game he, this week, he had most shot shot attempts. So he was everywhere. He had so many things. Yeah, he happening. had like six shots in the box alone or something. But if if you're gonna tell me Giroud starting, I would never consider Alexis as a captaincy option. Yeah, I think yeah, that's just much. unlucky. Yeah, unless if everyone else that's good is playing a really really tough fixture. 
Alexis, it was sort of like last year when he was playing consistently with Drew. He was the most unpredictable and inconsistent thing ever. He, we weren't really captaining him. Yeah, no, he would year. blank for five weeks, yeah. score but, 22 points, blank for another five weeks. Yeah, was- and then I keep looking at the stack comparison between Alexis and Hazard, and I'm just like, what am I doing? The, my rationale is ridiculous to captain Hazard over him, and then lo, lo and behold. Yeah. yeah, that'll bite you in the ass. And then, anyway. But Zlatan, I mean, he... His form is just out of control right now. Back to back to yeah. back, double figure, double digit hauls. He only highest, has one blank in the last six. Like, yeah, I mean, highest point total of the season this week with a triple return on fifteen. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at him and Costa just because they're number one and number two. Like, it's insane. Zlatan's only five points behind Costa in like the overall season total score, even though he had that stretch in the middle. Where he blanked for like six weeks in a row, and Costa yeah. returns every single week, and he's still only yeah. five points behind because he he beats him on bonus and he gets bigger returns when he scores. Yeah, he's had five double digit hauls, and he's had a lot of games where he's been that lone goal scorer and getting max bonus or two or two or you know he's getting a lot of bonuses. Yeah, and and Costa just has so many other guys to compete with for bonus, like Hazard who. Rakes and bonus. Fab at these starting gets a million Aspil. bonus. Aspilicueta gets a million bonus. So it's tough. But Costa, I, and I guess we're just talking about premium forwards because this is a question a lot of people are going to have. Are they going to keep Costa or Ibra to get rid of one to get Aguero, or do you keep both and, and don't get Aguero and play that game? But the one thing with Costa is just the consistency that's so nice is that you always have that reliable, steady stream and. The one thing that we have seen since after he got those four yellow cards fairly quickly in the season, when he stopped doing that, he was a pretty reasonable bonus magnet. Yeah, like he no. was getting those yeah, bonus points. So it kind of changed. Yeah, yeah, it kind of changed once he stopped getting yellow cards that's every true. game. That's true. Yeah, even when he was getting single returns, you know, he had a couple nine pointers in there on a goal, the game winning goal, and one nils or whatever, and. He creates a lot of chances, just like Zlatan. I don't think there's much between the two. Yeah, I think the one thing that good guys to have. The one thing that is really nice for Zlatan, even though we haven't seen it recently, is that he has, I think, still has pens in his locker. Yeah, he definitely has pens in his He's so, 100%. He, he's yeah, taken well, one already this year, and Rooney doesn't have, even play anymore. Have they gotten one this year? Yeah, no, he took one. It was early. It was like. No, no, no. Have they only gotten one? I'm oh, sure. oh. Have they uh, gotten literally one pen all year in the league? I think it might yeah, be. Yeah, I, I can't remember more than one. That's pretty shocking. That's pretty insane. Maybe once they start starting like Mkhitaryan and fuck Lingard off to hell, they'll have some like better dribbling and guys that yeah. can like draw pens. They so, need their own little Sterling, but they don't have one. They don't have one. So um, all I, right, hold on. Let's take a quick break, then jump into uh, what the fuck yes. happened. Break for music. Break for music. <laughs> Okay. Um, Let's right, just keep going say? with the premium forward. Yeah, it's a big topic. Yeah, a lot of people are looking at can they fit a team of uh, Costa, Zlatan, Aguero, and Sanchez in the same squad? And I think it's kind of too many compromises elsewhere in your team. I mean, you'll either be able to afford maybe one Lalana and then two fodders if you're going to go cheaper in defense, or you really need to go a three pretty low price between five to six and a half million mids and then also some five million whatever the fuck defenders to do it. 
I think it's a lot of sacrifice and compromise in the squad just to fit in that one extra striker when there are other guys you can get that are going to be returning reasonably. It's going to take you a lot of transfers to get there because you'll probably have to downgrade a couple other positions to upgrade your third striker to Aguero. I don't know. I'm, 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 I was thinking more about it last week, but the more I looked at the different combinations of players I'd be getting in, it's relying a lot on cheapies, which is a little scary. It's always scary, and there's so many good, really good forwards who are returning regularly. That said, I, I mean, I think it wouldn't be that difficult for me to get there. Like just looking at the structure of my team, um, you know, I'm, if I did Carroll out for Aguero, I'd be. I'd have to make up six and a half million, basically. But I have guys like Siggy, Payet, Mati, Holobos. Like I, I don't mind downgrading any of those guys. It's something to think about. It's. So what is that for transfers? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't make it this week, of course. No, but no, no, I'm not. Right, something right. that we talked about is that like getting Aguero back for at Anfield, where then City have a game two. Not even two days, one day off, and then another game where a girl probably won't play is just silly. Like, it's, it doesn't make any sense to strain your team and bring him in and take hits for that one Liverpool game, and he'll probably miss out on Burnley. So, if we're, so, we're talking about three game weeks from now, I mean, I can make four transfers in three game weeks. Yeah, no, that for sure. I think we, that's probably an important thing to note and consider people that are getting Aguero on right now. It's like, you're looking at getting rid of Costa for Aguero now when you're going to look at Costa guaranteed starting the next two games, both pretty good fixtures for Chelsea, well-rested versus uh, obviously well-rested Aguero who has a pretty tough game at Anfield and then, as you say, one day off before playing Burnley. It's very reasonable that he plays the Burnley game because he just had you know a month off. But one day recovery time, who knows? You just don't know. And yeah, getting I mean, rid of when the you're looking thing. at fixtures, you just have to basically throw game week twenty out because most teams have one day off, and then the only team that like breaks all of these rules is Chelsea. They just got really, really lucky when they were making the schedule, or maybe whoever makes the schedule is a fucking London fuck who just I don't know loves Chelsea, and he gave them three days off basically between every game. So they're the only team that's like guaranteed starting starting eleven pretty much. Yeah, they're gonna they'll comfortably be able to play their first their first team both those games, no question. So that's a tough thing to consider. And I think I agree with you with that game week twenty is that it's such a unless if we see players that are rested in game week nineteen, um, and then we'll have a better indication that they're being saved for game week 20 if maybe the game's tougher for a specific team or something like that. It's tough to spend a transfer there because when you have one or two days in between games, it's really, you throw the book out about who's going to play. You think someone's nailed, but they're not. I, it's reminding me a lot of double game weeks last year with like Liverpool when everyone was thinking, oh, Milner, he's nailed because he's just boring and has and an infinite fitness. Yeah. And he missed a game after a couple days off or something like that. You just don't know no the kind of nailed. rotation. No one in the league is nailed except Chelsea, I would say. Except Chelsea, probably. I agree. And, and then you look at Liverpool. It's, it's a tough one for Liverpool because a lot of players have a lot of Liverpool assets. They're going to obviously play the first 11 against City. That's an insanely huge game. But with one day in between City and then a pretty easy fixture at Sunderland, who knows what Klopp's going to do. He could play you know, six kids, see who can make it 60, and just use subs early. It's going to be a crazy yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, they have, they have 45 hours between 
kickoffs. It's just like yeah. that's not even recovery time. That's just like travel time. So like, it's tough. I yeah. mean, even if you're looking at getting Aguero and skipping the Liverpool game and then getting him in for Burnley, if it's like you're going to take a hit to do it, it might make sense to just do one transfer float and then do it for free when you know he's going to play again. Not to mention there are FA Cup games too. I mean, there's a lot of games between those weeks. Having two transfers after game week 20 feels really good if you can do it as long as someone significant on your team doesn't get you know seriously injured where it requires a transfer. Yeah, and that leads me to like the PSA almost where it's just like I don't think there's there's very, very, very few scenarios where I would say making a transfer before game week 20 so after this game week, game week 20 is reasonable. Unless maybe you're taking out like an injured player for a Chelsea defender or something like that, where it's just like nailed to start best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. I just don't see any reason to make a move because honestly, we might all have like seven player teams that week, eight player teams that week. Like everything's going to be fucked up. Yeah, it could, could happen. We'll see. Yeah. I don't remember last year when there was the Christmas fixture pileup that there was actual one day. It wasn't this bad. Games. It wasn't this bad. No, this is like this is absurd. This is unheard of. Honestly, it's like ridiculous. And it's from good. like a Liverpool fan perspective, I'm sure like Arsenal and United and City fans feel the same way. Like it's such bullshit. Chelsea have like full rest time. Like it's insane. Like we Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Enough about scheduling. Let's talk about players. So, we were talking a little bit about the premium forward. So, I think I'm probably going to keep an eye towards Zlatan. Looks like he's very important to hold for the medium term. I'm, I I have Hazard and Costa. I am thinking about doing Costa to Aguero in in a few game weeks' time. I just think that I'd be able with Hazard, and then if I could maybe swedge in a, thir- a second defender next to Alonso. Their fixtures are a little bit mixed. You know, they do have a lot of away games, which Hazard's not- notoriously not great in. But I think that he's looked pretty okay in Sammy in away games as he has in home games the last yeah, handful of seen. Yeah, um, I just think that Casa's lack of explosivity and um, being able to get Aguero, who has that nature, it feels like it's another captaincy option. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. I'm still not sure, but I think as of right now, that's where I'm leaning. Yeah, and that's totally fair to me. Another thing with Costa, and and they talked about this on like this other podcast I listened to. That's like very statistical. Um, I just don't know how sustainable Costa's returning is. Like he's obviously a really really fucking good player. You know, scoring twenty goals, he's done it before, etc. But the types of goals that he's scoring and the scarcity of shots and chances that Chelsea have and create lend itself to maybe like a little bit of a regression. Like they're eking out these one nil wins on like a Chelsea worldie. I mean, on a Costa worldie from like, you know, outside the box at an insane angle or yeah, it just seems like, as you said, that lack of explosivity and maybe a little bit of regression Maybe someone like Hazard can match his pace at you know in midfield where it's more beneficial, and then getting an Aguero who is the definition of explosivity is good. Yeah, it makes I mean sense the other me. thing, the other difference. I mean, you got Hazard on pens, which is big. Gets a clean sheet point, extra point for goals. He's a bat magnet. He doesn't take up that forward spot that's expensive that you can get Aguero in. 
Except you could also look at doing something. De Bruyne has been off the boil, but Aguero has still been returning well this year, but he hasn't been consistently getting hauled. He hasn't been the captain like the captain guy that he yeah. usually is, yeah. He is still two million more than cost is is significant. That's not nothing. If you like De Bruyne, you could go Costa De Bruyne instead of Hazard instead of Hazard Aguero. I don't, I don't like know. it. I, I honestly was never on board with the KDB covering Aguero points. It just okay. they're too fucking fluid. Like you even just watch the goals against Hull. There's like ten players involved in every goal. It's like KDB hockey assists and I don't know, it's just you just want the guy at the tip of the sphere where the team that's creating as many chances as City is because they're not creating from any, like, you know, it's not one guy that they're relying on to create all of the chances. They're so fluid and so countering, and whoever's open is whatever. But Aguero's the guy that's always going to be in the middle, and he's going to take the most shots, and he's going to be on pens and everything. I just think they're not the type of team where you can, like, "Quote unquote," cover a guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's fair. But that's fair. Yeah, I, I think f- it's I it's something. Yeah. It's going to come down to personal preference for sure, and yeah, team structure. And it's, it's going to be a really interesting time because everyone's pretty much going to like wait these next two, three game weeks before like making that big call. But at the same time, you kind of have to plan it starting now. Like if you want yeah, to where you have sure. to make that money somewhere or whatever. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be fun to have Aguero back in the fold with so many heavy hitters firing and some of these teams starting to hit form. And it's good. It's it's getting exciting. I think this season's been a lot more fun than uh, recent memory seasons. Oh, by far. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking, like on my on the train today, like there's just so many good teams. Yeah, there's there's so much choice. Also, there's so much choice and so many good teams. If you think back to last year, like sure, Leicester was great. Pretty much all year, Mars, Vardy, etc. Tottenham was good most of the year. Arsenal was like inconsistent but good most of the year, and that's pretty much it. Like Aguero was good, but City were inconsistent. Chelsea were shit. United were shit. Liverpool were good, but like you can just cover them with Firmino or whatever. There like weren't that many teams with like multiple assets that are like over ten million, and this year there's so many. Yeah, I also don't remember a season where you could find differentials ever. I mean, you can see a lot of differentials in defense, both in the mid-price bracket and the premium bracket that have out-of-position threats, like you got Brunt and uh, you know, wing-backs or maybe PVA to a degree, but you got a lot of differentials back there. You have a lot of mids in the 5 to 6.5 million bracket who could be differentials that are we're seeing having these four to six games of runs like Zaha had earlier, Allen had earlier that are going on explosions of having, you know, 30 points and yeah, four Phillips weeks. had it recently. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a lot of options in the eight plus million mid midfield bracket where you can differentiate yourself there. Forwards have been very fluid. Third forward's been coming and going. Zlatan, Costa, Guero, I mean, Kane. Everyone's coming in and out of every team. It's really fun to have. Yeah, on like everyone. Yeah, and at the same time, there's also like really bad defensive teams at the bottom. There's yeah, like you your Hall, your fucking Sunderland, your Swansea, etc. So like, there's also the flow of the season that runs through like those fixtures. If you see some top team is lining up against those teams, you can kind of load up like we just saw with Spurs. And yeah, it's been wild. It's been really really fun. Yeah. So, what else do you want to hit on? What else did you do? You want to talk about Palace a little bit with Big Sam? Yeah, let's talk about Palace. I mean, he already hinted at 
of, at taking Benteke off pens. That's, yeah, the that's interesting, scary. It's, it's scary for Benteke owners, but maybe not for Palace fans. But the thing that's interesting, I was looking a little bit closer at Palace's, you know, Jednak was the most nailed on, drills every pen in his life. Yeah, and he's every long time. gone. Yeah. But Cabai, who you would think would be the heir apparent to pens, he was on pens once upon a time for Palace, but he missed his last two, and he's not been good on pens recently at all. So it's a little bit tough because I've seen a lot of Johan Cabai love after his goal, and he was playing further forward. He was forward. really good, yeah. Yeah, he, he was playing further forward this week. Um, granted, he was playing with, um, I think, who was it, Ledley? Who's holding with him? Not MacArthur. Oh, Flamini. Flamini so I mean, yeah. maybe that was a reason why he was going forward more than usual because if MacArthur's there, yeah, with that him, makes sense. He's just maybe they're seated, maybe yeah. yeah, maybe they're trading off going forward or something like that, mm-hmm. which is not nothing. But um, I don't know if he would be getting pens right back. I think it's a tough one to buy Cabai now, thinking that he's going to have pens because. Big Sam yeah, we'd, ha- we'd have to see it, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why Townsend wouldn't be able to take a pen. I, I mean, Punchin was on pens at one point. Maybe Zaha could grab the ball. It's going to be someone who's just going to stand up and say, "I'm going to do it." It's probably more the onus because I think we've won the second or third most pens Honestly, in the league. Townsend. I think. Yeah, I don't know. He he'll probably like kick it out of bounds or something. If he could just idiot, take but. it from like the corner of the box and curl it in uh, with his left yeah. foot. Then it'd be great. God, I wish. Imagine there was that kind of variation on pens. Put it wherever you want. Yeah, like Dan. Dan takes a pen, but he's like, I just want Zaha to cross it to me, and then I take my pen. He just heads every end. Um, pens is gonna be weird. I would. It would be preferable to give it a couple games and see because Zaha draws a penny every every other game. But also, he's gonna buy some players. You'd have to imagine. Like he already like name dropped Mark Noble, who he just fucking jerks off to all the time. Yeah, if there's someone to get the best out of Mark Noble, it's certainly not Slavon Bilic. It's probably Big Sam. But I would be honestly a bit surprised to see, unless if he feels like we really need to replace Zaha while he's gone for Ivory Coast, when we have Remy coming back and the amount of midfielders we have, maybe we're like one short for an attacking midfielder because some of our depth is pretty bad. But I really think he needs to focus on buying defenders with Tompkins yeah, he really injured. Delaney's 50 years old. Yeah. But we need a right back and we've needed a left back for four years and right back and left back. So hopefully he buys there. But with pens in the midfielders, you know, Punchin's 5-2, Cabai's 5-6, MacArthur's 5-0. I'm not sure why he missed. I didn't see any news about that. Probably a knock, but. Townsend one of, one five, of these nine. guys might emerge, yeah, if they're on pens. I, I, I do think that Dark Horse will probably be Townsend. I think that Sam will probably put his arm around him, and he looked better than he has since you know game week one or two after Pardew fucked him off to the seventh ring of hell. <laughs> I think Townsend at 5'9 is probably really good value looking at those fixtures coming up. If there's a player who's going to be able to kind of replace Zaha for us, I think it's going to be him. And he could go on a purple patch. It's but so frustrating it's a little... watching watching Towns play on the left side. I just want him on the right side so badly so he can cut in and be fucking Robin. Yeah, it's just Zaha. Zaha he should be doing the whatever player. the fuck yeah. Zaha wants and Townsend yeah. needs to accommodate because that's how it's going. That's year, how right? it is, yeah. Maybe it'll change when Zaha's gone, we'll see. But I think there's definitely value, though, in Palace moving forward. It probably would be best thing to do is like wait two games to see what what Big Fat does, but mids are so cheap. Benteke is still pretty cheap, under eight. Defenders are all really cheap. I'm not sure when Mendanda's coming back, but both of our goalies are under four. Yeah, but both of our goalies are under four or five. If Big Sam gets us back in shape, I think Watford's first shot on target was the penalty. 
So yeah, we were, no, Powell's we were, looked really good. I mean, yeah, I mean, Dan even at five three, like for Dan, that's pretty fucking cheap considering his threat. They've just been such bad defense under Pardew. Maybe Sam can, you know, bring them back. And yeah, they're, they're a, a good run is around the corner too. Yeah, it's just such a fucking nightmare that Zaha's leaving at this moment because we have a good run and we have our new manager. And I feel like we're going to struggle to replace his creativity and his end product. He's just been our best player by far. Yeah, but Zaha's probably like, you should have fucking picked me, you fat fuck. Mm-hmm. Then I'd be on England. Yep, that's true. Then I wouldn't be leaving. And I wouldn't be leaving. Yep. Um, that's Pal- I think that's Palace box. That's Palace. Um, we should talk about Liverpool. I mean, Lalana keeps ticking. Maybe we're just fucking foolish to not have him. He's been insane lately I, since coming back. I think it's one of those that we've had other problems to deal with, but there's you can't have a justification of owning Firmino over Lalana to me right now. That would make sense. I, I wouldn't have it. Mane, Lalana, and Firmino, all three are in the top six overall midfielders. Yeah, and it's the same thing. We've it's normally this is Arsenal. Liverpool this year is Arsenal of years past, where they have three to five midfielders, all of whom return regularly, and it's a lottery. And it's a matter of just getting lucky or picking the right one or captaining the right one in the right moments. But you know, like we have Ramsey, Santi, Ozil. When they're all firing, it's impossible. It's the same thing now. And Lalana, Firmino. Coutinho is probably the best, and then Mane. Coutinho has been out for a little while. You got to go with the cheapest option when in doubt. Yeah, I agree. The only thing that um, Firmino really has in his locker over Lallana, two things is the minutes. Lallana plays seventy every game, and Firmino pretty much always plays ninety. And then Coutinho is coming back very soon, and that would mean Firmino back to like false nine in the middle striker, which you know usually means he's returning among the best mids in the game. But, yeah, I mean, fuck. When Lalana scored that first goal, I was like, fucking shit, what am I doing with Firmino? Yeah, especially after he blank for a month and a half. But it's still looking at Liverpool. It's a tough one. You have to really have a lot of conviction and confidence that they're going to keep clicking because they have about a t- as tough of a run as you'll see in the next few months. They have all of the top four sides twice, basically. And then they they finished the season on a really kind run, but to stick with one or two of their attackers in at this time is is tough. They they have proven to be able to perform against top sides when other sides aren't parking a bus, which I know you. That's probably what, the first thing you're going to come out with is yeah, that they totally. that we those always, are better like, wreck Chelsea yeah. City Arsenal. Those yeah. are better matchups than playing you know a bank of five and a bank of four in front. Yeah. When when West Brom or Borough visit, which is fair, but it's still tough to no, it hold a premium. Good. Yeah, holding a premium attacker when you see you know City United Chelsea Spurs Arsenal City like all coming up, it's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, uh, a friend on uh, Twitter at Chris MG. Nine 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 two. He said, "Firmino sticker twists." I mean, one thing you gotta you gotta account for is that he probably won't play at Sunderland game week yeah. twenty. And we mentioned the the short rest time, and he's gonna play ninety versus City unless something like insane happens and it's a blowout either way. Like and then you have to assume he misses Sunderland, gets rested. So his next three of his next four, if you assume he's missing Sunderland, are. Home City at United, home Chelsea. The only good thing in between that is a home Swansea. So, I don't know, it's sketchy. But 
I feel good about sticking. I'm also a really biased Liverpool fan, but he did look really, really good in Merseyside Derby. Like it felt like he could have had one or two goals, should have had one or two goals. And then he looked pretty good against Stoke, scored a nice goal, got max bonus. I feel like he's turned the corner out out of his like bad form period. Coutinho's back soon. I feel good about keeping him, but I can't really blame anyone who transfers him out if you have like that luxury and you have nothing else you have to address. Yeah, well, the other thing though that's tough, you you can also argue that he's better than Coutinho this year. He's just not. He's so much worse. Coutinho is so much more consistent and explosive, bat magnet. So if you're going to hold Firmino, you better just fucking spend it on Coutinho and he returns. I don't get that. Yeah, you know? just swap them. That's fair. Yeah, swap that. If you want to, if you're going to hold Firmino, just figure out a week you can spend a transfer. Get Coutinho and you'll just get more points. You know. Yep. I think the question fair. is, do you hold a Liverpool do you attacker? Hold Liverpool period. attacker. Yeah. That's that's the question for me because the fixtures are as bad as you'll see, and there are so many other premium options with outstanding fixture runs coming up that you could replace him within that price bracket in the right. mid eights. You know. So that, that's that's a tough I question. I just think Liverpool scoring is just too much. You just there's just too many goals in the side. They average like three a game. It's yeah, just, no, I I agree. I think yeah, I think you hold one attacker. You're not looking to double up. No, probably not double up. But I do still think that Coutinho is that that attacker of choice. Yeah, he just needs to come back first. I think he'll be back for United. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see. Because Lallana is cheaper, but as you say, he gets off, subbed off early a lot. But the and difference again, between the him and Coutinho is like huge against like a bad side, like you know Everton or Stoke. We just played. Like Lallana has. You know, he gets forward a lot and we just dominate possession completely. But, you know, he still has like his duties of being a box to box midfielder against I mean, the He's still playing side. in the midfield three, not the front three. Exactly. So against a better side, City, United, Chelsea all coming up, he's going to have to do a lot more work in the middle in the of the midfield. pitch, tracking yeah, back, et cetera, point. and he won't be as far forward. But, um, yeah, yeah good, he's, he's fucking now. classy. Cruyff turns for fun. Yeah, so why don't we shift over to just looking ahead because we're not going to pod next week and let's just look at some of the teams that have really good fixture runs starting off right about now or coming up really soon since we're not going to pod next week Yeah, and just looking at players who we like on those teams uh, let's start yeah, with I Arsenal like Arsenal have a really good run they've got Palace, Bournemouth, Swansea, Burnley, Watford and then Chelsea Theo's a problem. I mean, Theo out. It, it looked like he didn't train today with the full team. I don't know if he's going to make this weekend. And then they have you know the one day. So I haven't he's seen dro- like he dropped a, in price. An arson quote about it. Has there been one? I don't know. I don't. I don't believe so. I think yeah, we'll probably have to so. wait till pressers. But okay. it's a tough one with Walcott because as we saw, I think Ox also was injured. That's why he wasn't in the squad. Awobs played pretty well. But if if we're going to be looking at Alexis playing behind Giroud while Walcott's out. I think it makes Arsenal in general a lot worse. They looked terrible against West Brom, I think, as a whole. They weren't really clicking. Outside of Alexis, who we all own and are not going to get rid of, especially with a run like this, Walcott being a little injured. I don't know. I mean, I think Bellerin maybe is a shout if you want to go a little flair rogue for yeah, an Bellerin's expensive defender. Yeah, Bellerin's definitely a shout with that run. They'll keep some cleans. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, Ramsey looks like he might be coming back soon. Welbeck's coming back a little bit. I feel like it's, the team sheet's going to be a little bit weird. Yeah, it's going to be hard to predict. I mean, if anyone, I would say probably Giroud. I mean, that that is assuming a Theo Walcott's long-term out. injury, which is usually how a Theo muscle injury goes. 
But, but the thing en- is, if I anyone's still... hurt, you can go Giroud third forward, and you know miss out on Costa or something. Ibra, Aguero, if, and Giroud. But if there's any indictment to why they're doing better this year than they have done in years past, it's because Alexis was playing up top, yeah, and when absolutely. they could barely score a goal against West Brom when Giroud's in the in the squad. Granted, he scored the winner, but he didn't. You know, he didn't do anything. He just stood up in the box like he normally does. If Ox is healthy, why wouldn't he just play Ox and Awobes on wing, put Alexis up top with Otsel behind, you know? I don't know. I yeah, still don't keep, think Giroud. And keep Giroud as I think the it's, plan B on the bench. Yeah, that makes sense just, to me. There's so much worse with him up top than yeah, with Alexis up top. Except it's ridiculous. Ozil's the only one. He's Ozil's like whispering in Arsene's ear. He's uh, like, come on, keep Ali on. Like, he's class yeah. just because he wants to rack up the, the assists. He needs a head to aim for. That's yeah, not he's like, oh, let forehead. me just chip it in the box. It works every time. Come on. Yeah. But so I think, yeah, Bellerin's probably a pretty good cheeky shout. It's tough to reason him over. You know, a Chelsea defender maybe in that same price bracket at this time, but he could get some attacking returns. He could be a nice differential. Yeah, I um, mean, if Gibbs nails himself, he's four point eight. But yeah, but that's he, a tough he's one. He's not nailed. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's very far from nailed. And I think uh, Mustafi returned to training, so I don't know how much longer Gabriel's yeah, going to have on the side. Bad, bad. Yeah, Phil pick. Phil Jones definitely a better four four eight yeah, sub five absolutely. option. Um, Everton have a pretty good run coming up. They've got Hall on Friday to kick this weekend off, and then they have Spurs, City, Palace, Stoke, and Bournemouth. I was kind of trying to look at their midfield and see if there's a midfielder viable option, and I didn't come up with one. There's but not. Luke, <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler Lukaku, alert. Ross Barkley still fucking sucks. <laughs> Lukaku's definitely going to be a thing. I think he'll probably start ticking again. He had that class goal to finish off... Uh, Whoever they played this weekend, I'm blanking on that. Yeah, Lester. He, he was fucking really good in highlights, <laughs> too. But I think the the real story is that Coleman, we knew when he was with Southampton, he would mix the back four to a back three at times and play wing backs with like Bertrand and whoever he had a, a, on the right. I don't remember also at this time, but this was the first week we Klein, saw Mason. Dude. Oh, Klein, bro. Oh, fuck. Klein. <laughs> Mason Holgate came in. He's four. He's always looked good when, from when I've yeah, seen him. Yeah, I really like, like him. He's so much better than Jags. Uh, everyone, who's not <laughs> Jags? Than Jags is such a piece of shit. Yeah, he's horrible. But he played a back three with Coleman and Bands as wingbacks, and uh, they kept it clean, and they pretty weren't really troubled against Leicester this week. And they're going to be looking at Gay leaving soon. I who's know, been that's most a important. sketchy defensively. And, yeah, and but I don't know if it's, maybe he's looking forward because Gay does so much work when they play a back four to stabilize the midfield, but they haven't kept a lot of clean sheets this season at all, which is very shocking to me because Coleman yeah. normally keeps a lot. He, ever, when, ever since he's been in the league with Southampton, he's kept a lot of clean sheets. So it just seems they looked a lot like more he, solid. I feel like he almost got tricked into thinking that like Everton was a bigger club than Southampton or something. And like, sure, they might be like traditionally bigger, but like, I don't know. How many Everton players just get into the Southampton side aside from Lukaku? Like, yeah, maybe two. Like one or two max. <laughs> not like, a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. But I think that their defenders now that their fixtures are getting a little bit brighter are worth a shout, especially with some of them having a lot of attacking intent. Um, I, I always love Kevin Morales and wish he was nailed, but he's just going to be rotating. It's probably Lukaku, maybe a defender, but not much, right? Yeah, Baines on pens is the is the easy shout. I know you love Baines. It's hard to not love Baines if you know he's 
Lord of the he's Rings, just a, Hobbit. Um, he's just an old man. On pens, I mean, everyone remembers Circus Charlie from last year. Like a defender on pens, you just start every week blind. Especially a fullback when they're already yeah, they're all the ready for max bones. Yeah. So a pen goal is basically nine points. Yeah, and he all and he's always a shout for an assist or yeah. you know some other shit. Yeah, Baines is a fucking great pick to just set and forget for a mm. long while. Southampton got shattered today, but they have good fixers too. But I realize they also have a two-legged um, League Cup tie coming up that's going to fuck their shit up a little bit. I even though now that the they're finally Cup. out even of your left in the League Cup, I don't know, like them and some other pieces of shit. But they they take they're going to take it seriously probably because I don't know what they're doing. But it's a little tough. We saw today, you know, he made they had the red card with Redmond, so he's fucked uh, for a few games. It's Liverpool Southampton. <laughs> oh, great, so it's going to be kids versus Southampton. Shows, shows how much I fucking care about it. Yeah, but J Rod was hot, hot to trot. But you know, he was invisible today again, which we were a little bit concerned about last week. Granted that Spurs are a really good defense, but it's not inconceivable to think that he's going to be dropped for their next game and they only again have one day off so getting one of their attackers now is a little bit risky but they still have some good fixtures yeah it's just like like i know derek brought in j-rod this week and he was pretty upset but like you expect a blank against spurs not to mention they played down a man for like 35 minutes or something you know so it's not really fair to judge him yet and then the pile up i'm sure he'll only play one of the next two but you get them for after that period when they're just yeah. Burnley, Leicester, Swansea, West Ham, Sunderland. You know, yeah, that's yeah. when you get them. So, um, so Palace, we touched on them a little bit. They have some good fixtures coming up. I think the next the next two teams I want to touch on are teams that are probably with players in the much cheaper price brackets, but I think are very attractive. I think looking at West Brom is very a very good place to invest at this time, and then also. I think Bournemouth have some really nice fixtures. I'm still waiting for Stanislaus to come forward because yeah, he's emerging. He, he's yeah, on the way. He's he's finally back fit, and hopefully he'll get a start next game. But he's dropped all the way down to five one, and he's the kind of guy that just returns. He's on some set pieces. He returns when he plays. And on West Brom, Grant, we've talked about Bournemouth defenders a lot. There are a lot of out of position players and just get forward a lot. Um, Ake's would be some on set pieces. Adam Smith, you know, Charlie he's like Daniels, five feet tall. It's insane. Yeah, he just gets in the right place. But West Brom, like we have Brunt, is just a ridiculously Brunt good out of position prospect. Best he's thing God. ever. Yeah, Brunt is God. We have uh, Phillips and Chadley. Insane that neither of us have Brunt. There's so many players that we've been talking about for eight weeks straight, and neither of us have him. So annoying. I know. I just want him. Yeah, yeah. I want Brunt badly. Don't have them. Don't have them. Um, Chadley and, and Phillips are definitely great shouts at that mid mid price midfield bracket. Phillips has been returning really nicely. Yeah, Chadley's Phillips, on pens. Phillips has the better stats, but yeah, Chadley on pens. It's, it's, it's annoying that Chadley plays sixty to eighty minutes a game maximum, but. The thing I think it's a little misleading about West Brom is looking at their recent fixtures and the stats from them are that they've been playing a lot of top sides and they yeah, play really. so yeah. differently against top sides. And Chadley's the kind of player that just can't deal with the way Pulis is setting up, playing as like 
you know, one of two attackers when eight guys are behind the yeah, box, no. uh, behind the ball in their own third. He's not, not that to kind mention of player. tracking back. He's not interested. Yeah, in that. he doesn't do. So he's basically been kind of like playing off Rondo in those games and just getting scraps to deal with. But when they play shittier teams at home, his stats jump off. I mean, we saw how how involved he was earlier in the season when he was fit. He had like that four or five game spell where he was scoring for fun and involved yeah. in everything. I like him more than Phillips. I think being on pens is a nice shout. And I just think he's a lot more clinical in front of goal and has a lot more goals in his locker than Phillips, even though he's a little bit more expensive. I think that yeah, he won't I'm, be getting I'm totally subbed. fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be getting subbed off early as he has done because the game scripts are going to go a lot different. And he's yeah. going to be looking like one of That's the best true. players on the pitch when they're playing shitty teams. Whereas. Phillips with his pace, maybe he's a little bit better against the top teams because he's a you know more work rate. Yeah, he like but doubles I, on the side with a fullback. He's yeah. also like a unit. Like Phillips is for yeah, a wing huge. for a big fast like winger. He's like stocked. Yeah, but I um, also I, want to I shout out Mion because he's he's not going to Afcon. He declared like he's not going. To, same shit as Matip. He's fucking four three. You know, yeah. like you'd always rather have Brunt. But if you can't afford him or already have him and want to double up or something, even though they can't keep it clean for their life this year, and he's four three nailed on, you know what might be a side who will keep a couple of cleans and a good run of fixtures. Yeah, especially it looks like West Brom this year really streaming them and benching them um, in away games is, is a thing to do because they've kept I think three cleans this year, but they look so much worse away. When they've been home they've kept a couple. So if you can't afford to rotate Brunt at five, you know, you kinda if you're priced into that player playing every week, getting Neom as your fourth or fifth defender and being able to rotate and bench them in the tough fixtures or the away fixtures is a nice nice bonus and yeah, I think Neom is definitely a great, great pick. And then um one other team that I want to bring up in the same kind of price bracket is Stoke. I mean, they have Chelsea this week, so, you know, worst possible fixture um, in the league. But then the next six, four out of the next six are home. The only tough one is United. They've Other than United, they have Watford, Sunderland, Everton, West Brom, and Palace. Um, Weijo is still, like, a pretty good option. Even though I don't really like it, I think he's, like, weirdly out of position he's just like involved in so much he just watching them even get thrashed by liverpool he was still a threat he still almost scored he's on a lot of set pieces and then walters the silver fox at five six i mean he's been playing striker and aside from liverpool they've been playing pretty well with him at striker and he's been you know he, he has two goals in his last four starts and if he stays up there, like clearly Hughes hates Boney, doesn't really rate Diouf Boney's as a striker. Boney's also fucking off for Afcon. Yeah, Boney so and, is Diouf. and Diouf fucking off for Afcon. So like, They're going to buy someone. Walters could be nailed at striker for a little bit at 5-6 with that fixture run coming up is pretty insane. Like, I think he's my favorite of the mids in that price range for the next six or yeah, seven. I love Walters. I've tipped Walters to a couple of emails, but the thing that I still get a little nervous about with Walters is just that Hughes always fucking plays a different like attacking front every game week. He's been benching Shakiri, so he clearly doesn't know what he's doing. Arnautovic yeah. has been suspended, so when he returns, I don't know. He, you know, he normally plays as a wing spot, nailed in, and then they still have Boyan. He, he hates plays Boyan. Charlie. Boyan's yeah, he does. Never an like, option. 
Boyan, I'm just, I'm not saying no, for fantasy. Know, I'm just saying for starting. I mean, it's like Charlie Adam gets a game here and there. He played that like fucking eight year old Sobe or whoever the yeah, fuck that Sobe, is. Like Apple is bad. Yeah. They have so many guys. They have a lot of guys. I just get the know. vibe that he, he trusts yeah. and likes Walters. You know, he's yeah, played 90 in the per- majority of the games in the last like seven game weeks or so. Yeah, I mean, any sane his, person should love Walters. Yeah, so, you know, he, he may throw an elbow here or there, but he's 5'6 and playing striker. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I think at in that 5'5-ish five, five bracket, I would rather take a pun on Walters than Phillips probably, even though the fixtures are maybe a little bit more in Phillips' favor. I think I still get a little worried about Phillips' goal threat, but, I, I, yeah, I agree with you with Walters. I think yeah. he's a good shot. I think just, he's, worth, yeah. he's worth a risk. It just sucks that they have... You know, Chelsea has the first game in the pileup, but they actually have, they get two days off. They're one of the lucky ones with the scheduling because they play Chelsea. Anyone who plays Chelsea also benefits. So they get two days off and then home Watford, where hopefully he's not too old to keep starting. I don't know. He's, he's old, man. Yeah, the thing though, I I am worried though that Stoke's gonna buy someone and he might, I don't know. Yeah, Stoke seems see like they're very unsettled. They gotta buy some people. I think the only safe, safe person is like Arnie and Allen, I guess, but Arnie's too expensive because he's been shitty this season. Yeah, also on the old person note, um, how old is, as is Brunt? Like, is he really going to be able to play in this, in this pileup? He's probably going to play Irish against Southampton maniac. and sit versus Hull, which sucks. That would be horrible for all Brunt owners, but yeah. he also seems like he's imperious and he just kind of jogs around. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he started both. He's older than us, which is, like, rare these days. Yeah, he's not born in, like, 2001. Yeah, he's 99. All right, let's, we're getting long. Let's go over to captains and then talk about our teams briefly. Um, Captain's fucking difficult this week. Yeah, I haven't really even looked at it. We've Um, got Chelsea's got home Stoke. Arsenal have a good fixture. Home Palace, last game of the week on Sunday. Um... Spurs are at Watford, which is an incredible fixture since Watford has kept a clean sheet in about two months. And um, he has Zlatan home Burrow. Mm, yeah, Burrow's actually a pretty good defense. Yeah, but... I mean, it's, it's Costa, be, right? I am probably going to go with Costa, yeah. So probably you should not. You should go someone else. <laughs> Me and listeners. And everyone else. I I don't know. It's it's tough with Zlatan because yes, bro are good defense, but, but yeah, I don't he's know. just what the fuck? so fucking Yeah, what are what are we even talking about? I'm probably gonna keep it on Zlatan. It's not like Stoke aren't gonna park versus Chelsea and Palace aren't gonna park versus Arsenal. That's all gonna be fuck fests. Um Burrow are gonna park too though. But the thing yeah, is, I know, but I'm saying is, that's what I mean. They're all equal basically. So yeah. give me the guy who's in like the most torrid form, which is by yeah. far Zlatan. Yeah, Zlatan might be the safest. The thing with Casa that's just like leaning me over there is that Stoke looked pretty ragged at the end of the Liverpool game and um Casa's obviously well rested. He's gonna play ninety. If Mourinho's saying that Zlatan's undroppable, they have one day off. So I don't know if he's gonna try and save him a little bit and play him, you know, like seventy. Mm. I might stick with Costa. I don't know. I yeah, I have though. it on Zlatan right now. It feels pretty good. I mean, also these back to back to back double digit returns. I mean Palace it was pretty big, Sam, so forget that. But West Brom and Sunderland, it's not like they're not buses. 
Yeah, they're, they're buses. They're, and he got 12 and 15 points. Like That's true. It might. This might be another case of me overthinking. And maybe it's just such an obvious lot on follow the form, follow the man, follow the yeah. god. The flair, insane Liverpool fan only pick would be like Firmino or something because he always braces against City and all the top teams. All right, I'm putting it back over to slots, and I'm going to see how it feels. Yeah, see how it feels. So think about it. You got only one day to think about it, so I don't know. What the thing? What about Spurs? I mean, uh, uh, we had another like, we had a listener question. Just uh, fuck, I thought I wrote down who it was. Sorry, I don't remember who asked, but he was basically asking about like getting rid of Firmino for Ericsson or Ali because he wants Spurs coverage. And I was just, that just stuck out to me, like that sentence, because, like, in my head, my gut reaction is, like, you don't need Spurs coverage. Because, like, they just scored a million goals, but the majority of them were home Swansea, home Hull, home Burnley, and against 10 man Southampton. So, like, usually they're not, like, a score crooked number of goals every week type of team. They're usually more of, like, a 2 0, 1 0 type of team. So, I don't know. What do you think of the general idea of like Spurs coverage? And I don't know. I think it's interesting that Spurs kind of uptick in goal scoring output kind of coincided with their exiting from Champions League. I think that they do not have the squad to deal with Champions League, and they were really bad both because of having Champions League and also when Kane was out. Yeah, injuries Kane, hurt a lot. Kane's look like dog shit, but I mean, since they exited Champions League, they've been putting up crooked numbers, kind of. And I do think that they miss a big, big part of what they do with not having Lamella in. I think that he's kind of like their glue player, similar to Dembele. But without him on the wing, it makes them a lot easier to defend. But um, I don't think that you need to have a Spurs player, even though their fixtures are pretty good. But I don't know. I mean, they're good. You know, I'm not going to be mad. Oh, if you oh have, yeah. Oh, I don't mean they're yeah. good. They're a really, just, really good team. I think they're. Easily one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I and think probably it's, like an underrated team, which is weird to say about a team that like almost won the league last year. But I just no, don't I know, it, like fantasy perspective, if they're that necessary. Well, I think it's kind of like they have three really besides their defenders. They have Ericsson, Ali, and Kane, who are the three relevant fantasy players. Kane has just looked shitty and has been lucky to get points so far. Erickson's always been a very bland and dull player to own, but he's been exploding with returns the last, you know, five-ish game weeks. And then Ollie was priced at half of what he is now last year when everyone enjoyed him. So people are probably not wanting to pay double the price, even though he's starting to hit form a little bit better now. You know, he's not a bonus magnet. He dives every other game, so he's a yellow and red card shout anytime he steps on the pitch. And he's a fucking miserable cunt, but <laughs> he's, you know, he's good for fantasy. So, yeah, you never know when he's going to punch someone in the stomach. But yeah, well, Ali's definitely, I think, I think, pick of the litter out of all of them. I think, yeah, he, I think he has more goals in him than Erickson. Erickson relies a lot more. Maybe it's been a, I don't know, Erickson's been out of control lately, but I don't, I have blinders on with him. But I think it's similar to what we were talking about earlier, about just the amount of choice. You don't need cover from any team. It's like, what do you, yeah, you, you don't, don't need have coverage. A the idea of coverage is like a fallacy in itself. Yeah, it's, but then it's like, if you have Erickson or Ali, then maybe you don't have, you know, Coutinho. Coutinho earlier in the season or something, or Firmino or you know Siggy when he was firing. It's just there's a lot of choice and a lot of players are coming off. I think it's just getting lucky and watching the fixture runs and shifting in and out. 
of the players based on the fixture runs and hoping that they just come off and you get rid before they go on a string of blanks and things like that. But yeah. I think all of, even though I hate Kane and I fucking want him to die, I think all of Kane, Ali, and Erickson are good picks, you know? Yeah, they're good picks. I just yep. don't have any of them and I won't. Yeah, I mean, that's just the Spurs rant in general, but it is yeah. an interesting thing because everyone always talks about coverage. All um, right, let's go to our team. I mean, we're we're doing it tonight. Yeah, yeah, we're we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Um, right. I already made my transfer, so I'll kick off. Yeah, and then kick we'll off. Into the uncertainty. So I had Fuckford as my solo keeper, and he's dead forever. So I had zero in the bank, and I took a hit to get Heaton in, and I downgraded Toby, who was the quintessential transfer in when I got him. Got him in one game dead. Two missing games. Couldn't handle it anymore. Got Baines in. So I've got Baines in Heaton now, and it feels very nice. I still have the main problem in my squad is I still have Chan <laughs> as my fourth midfielder, which yeah, is a, a disaster. I, I don't know how I haven't dealt with it yet. It's crazy because he's gotten me two points in four games since I've transferred him. <laughs> but I he's like the eighth to... player this season you've brought in who's gotten hurt after yeah. one game or before even one game. Yeah, he didn't play before he got hurt. He got he had a surprise injury after I transferred him in the day the game team she was at. Yep. Now he now he can't get him back his place. But so I don't know. I got Baines in for a little bit. Hopefully Hall, who have conceded the most pens in the league, I think keep that up on Friday. And Baines gets me a fucking Hall. Heaton's got home Sunday. Hopefully he gets a Hall. Any defender we'll who has happens. Hall or Middlesbrough coming up is a defender I want. <laughs> that, that's for <pretty laughs> they, they they can't score for shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff for Baines. Yeah, I think Baines is going to be great over the next like period. Yeah, I hope so. He's a huge differential. So. Yeah, and he I has see. in that good run. He has Burrow. He has Sunderland. He, you know, there's a lot of titting and totting. Yeah. He even yeah, has Hall again in ten game weeks. Yeah, he looks like a good, that's good a, hold for yeah, us. You got him but, for a long time. Yeah, but I thought I was going to get Toby for a long time, and here I am. So it's I don't yeah. Know so basically, Baines is going to pull his calf on like. Yeah. Thursday night. Oh god, dude, don't start with that. But you know it's true. No, that would be too that would be too sad for me. <laughs> That's happened before for me with Baines too. Yeah, he's got an injury. When they had Martinez, I remember bringing him in and then he missed the game and then he's just had like a knock and then he was out for oh three weeks. Oh my god, yeah, that's classic Baines, yeah. Yeah. Alright, so that's me, Box, and I'll probably go with either Costa or Zlatan for captain, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's um, good stuff. We'll post lineup lambs again, and hopefully you'll listen tomorrow. to yourself this time. Mm-hmm. Too soon. Um, for me, I have a lot of guys that I hate and want to fuck off, but primarily I have Matip, who kind of like surprise injury. It's almost like you have Matip, it seems like. Surprise kind of entry. He's missed three games in a row. It just feels like he's not going to play. I don't know. And then um, Toby, obviously, fucking Toby, die. I hope he fucking dies. I hope his virus kills him. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon. So either my other defenders are Phil Jones, Holobus. Those are fine. Amat. I don't know. Amat's like not even a player. He's like a, a blank <laughs> roster spot. When he starts, they let up four goals, and when they don't start, he gives the same amount of points. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm either gonna take a hit and go Toby and Matip out for Chelsea and a guy, or I'm gonna go no hit 
and pray to fucking Satan that Toby plays at Watford and maybe Spurs can possibly keep it clean. And if I do that, then it'll just be Matip straight out for probably... I mean, I'd be looking at Baines, who, you know, aforementioned I love. I'd look at Brunt, love. I was even looking a little bit at, at uh, PVA, Van Anholt. It's tough with him. It's tough because Sunderland sucks so much dick, but they do have some good fixtures coming up. And Moisey's, I don't know, turned them around to an extent, and he's got serious, serious goal potential, like pretty much only Alonso can match. Um, And then I was even looking at, like, Valencia, even though I already have Phil Jones. Like, United just have an insane run coming up. I could see a lot of cleans and points coming in, but I don't know, probably too crazy to double up. Um but, yeah, that, that's what I'm basically looking at. So I have to figure that out. I mean, hopefully I'll get some, like, Toby news that, like, his fucking virus goes over. Like, what does he have? Like, he's diarrheing and throwing up at the same time? Or does he just, like, have a small fever? Like, no, does he have, like, a... He out. probably woke up with a scratchy throat and was just like, hey, boss, like, I'm going to fucking go no. on vacation and take this one off. No, no, no. It better be coming out of both holes for him to miss a game. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I still don't. I think getting the Chelsea defender in is so important that it makes taking the hit. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But no, that's kind. Of, that's like what my evil Kermit to pull out a meme is telling me to do. It's just like just play it safe. One side of me is play it safe. Just make the Mate move. You're fine. Toby will probably be fine for the next long while. And then the evil side is like take a minus twelve. <laughs> 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 it's like prepare for coon. <laughs> um, no, I, I think the minus four in that it's so contradictory to what we. But it's just the Chelsea cleans are ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Just, it's, it's so unheard ridiculous of. Ridiculous how, how they just come every week. It's I know. Ridiculous. I I sacrificed a goat on like Monday, just praying that or Saturday or whatever the fuck the game was that like Conte missing out would be like a. No Chelsea clean. Like, just give me that. Like, missing what seems to be maybe the glue that keeps their defense together, but no, it just wasn't even close to not being a clean. And it's so it's so insane with Chelsea when you think about them defensively. It's like at every single level, they're like a fortress that you have to break down. It's either hey. like Conte Matic or their fullbacks or their three very, very good center backs, and then even if you get through all of those, you have to beat Courtois. Since they changed formation to three at the back, they've played 12 games and they've kept 10 clean sheets in the league. I mean, that is... What, is, you know, what do we need? Do we need more words about it or no? There's no more so, words that are needed. No, so, yeah, no. I mean, that that makes it feel like it's not even a minus four. <laughs> and the only thing is, Toby, it's like... Am I being impatient, and do I just hate him because he's very hateable? Yes, yes to both. Yeah, he is. But, like, at the same time, we've never really seen a defense, aside from Chelsea, like, maybe three years ago or something, a defense that's, like, this dominant. Like, Spurs are probably second-best defense in the league, but, like, that just means they keep kind of sporadic cleans and are good. But, like, they're just not even in the same world as Chelsea. It's not even remotely close. Yes, I agree with that. 
So, I don't know. A hit is very, very tempting, and it would, be, it would just make my defense so solid because I'd have, you know, Chelsea, another guy, one of the guys I just mentioned, and Phil Jones with Holobos as my number four. That's just, like, so fucking solid, good depth. I'm pretty set there for a while unless someone dies. Yeah, that's really tempting, and I'll probably mm-hmm. do it. And then just save for game week 20. I don't know. Thinking okay. about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, I like that. I think that's a good show. Okay. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Email us at fmlpl at gmail.com. Join the league. Like a Facebook, right on iTunes. Ciao.